This is Method Not Magic, the college admission and test preparation podcast. Hi, this is Nitin Sani, Managing Director of Tutoring at Marks Education. And I'm here to talk to Dan Bloss, Director of Tutoring of our McLean office and chemistry tutor extraordinaire about the AP chemistry exam and all the changes and how to study for it. So, hey, Dan, how are you? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, happy to be here to discuss the chem exam this year, and there are definitely some specifics that students should know uh, going into the AP Chem test this year. Super helpful. Thank you. So how and when should someone start studying for the AP exam? Yeah, starting with a baseline is probably the best bet. There are a couple of full released AP Chem tests out there online. And doing a full multiple choice section as a starting point can be a helpful gauge for students to know the areas that they need the most review. And in terms of when, I usually suggest about a six-week lead time to prep before the AP exam to be able to prepare without cramming, which means you're probably starting, if you do six weeks, you're probably starting to prep before your class has finished covering all the material, but it's going to give enough lead time to sort of work in practice for all the parts as your class is finishing up. So for the exam in early May, that means starting pretty soon, you know, mid-late March would be ideal. Right. Uh, And what are the most useful tools for studying for the AP Chem exam? Yeah, the College Board, to their credit, does a great job of providing helpful review materials for AP courses, and students should take full advantage of what's available. Um, On the AP Classroom website, There are daily videos for review of basically every single topic from the entire course. Uh, There also are multiple choice and free response practice questions for each unit, which are invaluable practice, both while covering that unit in class and then when reviewing for the AP. Then maybe the most useful of all are all of the previous year's free response questions with detailed answer explanations and point allocations on the College Board website or by a simple Google search. The free response section is somewhat easier to prepare for, and that's really because all of these past tests are available for students to use and to review their answers. And there's enough out there to really get a good idea of the types of questions you'll likely see on this year's free response. So that's what makes that section sort of easier to prepare for, I would say. And what about review videos or books? Are there good books online or or videos online? There are, yeah. In addition to the College Board content, there's plenty of material out there. Certainly some is better than others. Khan Academy is pretty reliable and their videos and tutorials are always helpful for topic review. And then there are lots of test prep books, you know, from the usual suspects, Princeton Review, McGraw-Hill, Barron's. Those three generally get decent reviews, but it's worth worth looking into it before buying one of those books because again, some are some are highly rated than others. So first, try to cover the College Board content, and then if you need more help, you can go to Princeton Review, McGraw Hill, or Barron's. I'd agree. Yeah, College Board content is certainly the the top priority for students to use. Got it. Are some units more important to study than others? Yeah, definitely. And this is something that is helpful info from the College Board. So they released the topic distribution on the AP Chem website, and it's very evenly split except for two topics that command a much higher proportion of the questions than the others, and that's intermolecular forces and acids and bases. So knowing that, 
you know, students should make sure they're rock solid in those two areas. Plus, as I mentioned, in going through prior years free response questions, it's pretty clear that you're going to see a long free response question on, say, a titration experiment or one centered around acid-base calculations. So it becomes pretty clear that those two topics are heavily represented. So take advantage of that and, you know, prepare accordingly. That is so useful. Thanks. Any other last tips or reminders for students? Yeah, a couple small things. Students should remember that units and sig figs or significant figures matter for credit on the free response. So work that into your practice. Make a point to always include units and pay attention to how many sig figs an answer should have. Really don't want to lose points here and there for the little things like that. It's also worth noting that on the APs, there's no penalty for wrong answers. So students should bubble in an answer to every multiple choice question and should attempt an answer at every part of the free response, even if it's a guess. So don't leave anything blank on the whole test. Great. This is so helpful, Dan. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And if you have any questions, please come to us at marxeducation.com. Thanks, Dan. Absolutely. Happy to help and good luck to everyone prepping for the test this year.